A summary of the Sikha. At the beginning of, of chapter 4 of Hilchas Beis Abchida, the Ramam goes into a very long description of what happened in, what happened in the Kedesh HaKadoshim, what was there, and the story that unfolds. And he tells us the following story. When Shlomo Malach built the Beis Amikdash, and he knew that eventually it would be destroyed, he built into the, into the Beis Amikdash a place where they could hide the Aran deep underneath in winding passages deep under the ground and Yeshua HaMelech who was a king that was towards the end of the first, first Beis Amikdash he instructed that they should hide the Beis Amikdash in the room that Shleim HaMelech had built and he brings a Pasuk, as the Pasuk says, and he said, meaning the King Yeshua said to the Levim, who are the ones that teach the Jewish people, the ones that are sanctified unto Hashem, place the Oren, the Holy Oren, into the room that Shleim Melech, the son of David, the King of Israel, built. You have no, uh, you don't have the opportunity to carry the uh, Oren on your shoulders, therefore now you should serve Hashem in this way. And along with it was also hidden the staff of Aaron and some other things, it's the jar of man and so on. And all of these did not, were not returned in the second Mesa Megadosh. In other words, the Aaron and the, uh, uh, as I said, the staff of Aaron and so on were not there in the second Mesa Megadosh, meaning in the Aaron Kate, in the Kedosh Gadoshim. Uh, the original Kedush Gadashim, and also the Urim Betumim, which were meaning the Chayshin, the the breastplate of the Kohen Gadol, which were in, uh, in which were there in the Bayesheni, but they did not have the capacity to be able to respond to the prophet. In the first base of Midrash, they would ask questions of the uh, the Kohen Gadol would wear the Chayshin, and they would ask questions, and the letters on the inscribed into the stones of the Chayshim would respond, would blink in certain, or light up in certain ways, and they would, the prophet was able to decipher the message that was being given. But in the second message, that, that did not work. So we have to understand about this very lengthy the, uh, historical description of what happened there. Why? The Rambam is a book of Halacha, which teaches matters pertaining to Halacha. This is a historical event which doesn't seem to have any relevance to halacha so why does the Ramam tell us this very detailed report of what happened historically back then and if you look at the detail, the great detail that it brings to, that he tells he tells us for instance that it was Yeshua Melech who, who ordered that it would be hidden, why, does it, why is it important that it, who, which king said that it should be done he tells us that Shleima Melech was built a place originally where it should be put, and that it was beneath the, you know, beneath under the Kedush Gadoshim in deep hidden uh, place uh, passageways. That, uh, as I said before, that it was Yeshio, the king, that ordered that it be would be hidden away, and that he told the Leviim, and who are the Leviim? He tells us who the Leviim are. They are the ones that. Uh, are sanctified unto Hashem and that they were the ones that did it which is a great a, a great amount of detail to tell us this simple idea that the Aaron was hidden away at the end of the first Beis Amigdash and it wasn't there in the second Beis Amigdash so why does he tell us all this? it also seems strange that the way he puts it he says that Shleim HaMalach knew that the Beis Amigdash would eventually be destroyed and therefore he built this place 
makes it seem as if Shlomo Melech made the decision to build this additional room when we know that the whole architecture of the entire Beis Hamidosh in every detail was instructed by Hashem as he says in the Pasuk that it was Hashem who instructed everything does it make sense to say that Shlomo Melech himself decided to make an, a new space and then also, why does the Rambam connect it with the Urim Betumim? The Chayshin also didn't work in the second Beis Hamikdash when the Urim Betumim is not even being discussed over here. This is the laws of the Beis Hamikdash. There's another whole section which is where which talks about the garments of the Kohen Gadol, and over there the Rambam also mentions it. So why does he mention it over here? Even though, of course, there is a common they have something in common that they were both not in the Beis Hamikdash. But why is it important? There seems to be something more that the Rambam is trying to tell us with this. So to understand this, we'll first explain another point. The structure of the laws of the Beis Hamikdash are as follows. Chapter 1, the Rambam describes the general idea of what went on, of the laws of the Beis Hamikdash. There has to be a building, and the building has three rooms, the Ulam, and the Kedosh, and the Kedosh Kedoshim. It has certain furnishings, he tells us what the furnishings are, the menorah, the shulchan, the mizbeach, and so on. So that's in chapter 1. Then in chapter 2 and 3, he gives us the details of the furnishings. He describes the menorah, he describes the shulchan, he describes the building of the mizbeach. And then comes chapter 4. In chapter 4, he describes, he explains the architecture of the main building itself. What's called the, the main structure of the Beis Amigdash which contained the Ulam and the Tautit and the Heichal and the Kedush and he describes how the walls were built and the, the, the doorways and, uh, and so uh, entrances and so on. And the first halacha of the chapter 4 in which he describes the structure itself, he describes about the Oran and all this detail about the Oran. So we have, we have to understand that itself. The Oren is a furnishing of the Beis Hamidosh. It's not a part of the building itself. So why doesn't he describe it in chapter 2 or 3, which is where he describes the furnishings? Why does he leave it to the beginning of chapter 4? And we know how, how specific the Rambam divided the halachas into the, and the chapters into a structured way. That was one of the great innovations of the Sefi Yad And here he seems to put the Oren into the chapter which talks about the building itself so from this itself we understand that the Rambam doesn't see the Oren as a furnishing of the Beis Amigdash, he sees the Oren as a part of the building itself essential to the building itself it's almost as if to say that the whole building is built around the Oren the Oren is what brings the presence, the divine presence into the Beis Amigdash. that's where Hashem talked to Moshe Rabbeinu and so on so that is not to be seen as another furnishing, that is a part of the structure, that's the beginning of it, and everything else is discussed around after the Oren having been discussed as a part of the building which explains also why in the beginning, in the first chapter where he gives you the overview of what he's going to be explaining, and he talks about that there has to be furnishings in the base of English, and he tells you what those furnishings are, he doesn't mention the Oren he mentions the other ones, but not the Oren. The reason is because it's not to be seen as a furnishing. In any case, once we understand that, that leaves an astounding question. The Ramam is trying to explain that point. The second Beis Hamikdash did not have the Oren. 
So what does it mean? You have a whole Beis Amigdash without the most important component of the Beis Amigdash? The Oren is not there? How could that be? That's what the Rambam is trying to address with telling us this whole story. So the Rambam tells us that the, the place where the Oren was hidden away was a place which was originally built by Shleimah HaMelech when he built the Beis Amigdash. And therefore, beneath the Kedush HaKadoshim, boy, in the same place where the Kedush HaKadoshim is, deep under the ground, in winding passages, that's where he built another room where the Oren where the shall be placed at a future time, because he knew that it was going to be destroyed and they would have to hide the Oren. In other words, the Oren being removed from the Kedush Gadoshim and placed in this new place was not to be seen as we have to get the Oren out of here. Rather, what it was is there is another place which is also an extension of the Kedush Gadoshim. It was built originally with that intent. And now it's time to bring the Oren to its new home, which is under the, under the ground, below the surface of the Kedush Gadoshim. So what the Rambam is saying, that when Shleim HaMalach built the Beis Amigdash and he knew that it would be eventually destroyed, so he built a new place for the Oren, it doesn't mean that he decided that it should be done. It means this was communicated to him. Hashem told him that there's going to be a time when the Beis Amigdash is going to be destroyed and I need you to build a place under the, underneath, below the, the Kedush Gadashim where it will be able to be housed at that time and that this should be sanctified as a part of the Kedush HaKadoshim. That's why the Hashem had to tell him, he couldn't just simply tell him, build, I need a new uh, basement uh, apartment there, and without telling him why, because if he didn't tell him why, he wouldn't have known that it should be sanctified as a part of the Kedush HaKadoshim. So Shleim HaMelech knew that this is the purpose of the room, and that's why sanctified it as a secondary or an extension of the Kedush HaKadoshim. And that's why the Rambam tells us all of these details, because all the details of the story contribute to us understanding this point. He said, tells us that it was Yeshua Melech that instructed that it should be done. Yeshua Melech lived in a time shortly before the destruction, but at that time it was still the Jewish people were in a powerful position. They were not yet at a time when they were running scared from the advancing Babylonians. So it wasn't that they were running to hide to remove the uh, Oren. The it was something that they knew was going to happen in the, uh, in the future because the prophet already prophesied it. So he said, now is the time. Not that we have to run and hide. Now is the time to do a new installation of the Oren into its new home, into the place that Shleim HaMelech originally intended for it. And that who should be doing this? It's not that we're going to find some military guys, the big strong guys, the Navy SEALs, they're going to do it. It's going to be the Levim, the holy people. Because this is seen as not as a removal of, of the Aram from the Kedosh Gadashim. It is the Hachnasa. It's the installation of the Aram into its secondary home, into the extension of the Kedosh Gadashim. Who should do that? Of course, the Levim, the ones that carry the uh, the ones that carry the the Oren, the ones that do all the holy things. That's why he includes that part of the pasuk into it, and he's telling them, "You're not going to be. You don't have the avoid of carrying the the Oren. We're going to hide it away now. It's going to be out of view. 
But go serve Hashem means the Beis Hamikdash will continue to operate in its full capacity. This is a place to serve Hashem, to do the Aveda, the Karbonus, and everything else that needs to be done. Because it continues to be the Beis Hamikdash. It has the Oren. The Oren is there. Where? In the place that Shleim HaMelech built as an extension of the, of the Kedush HaKadoshim. Only not on the surface where everybody can see it. Nobody saw it anyway. But where everybody knows that it's there, it's in a place where nobody knows where it is. And this installation was done very similar to what was done when the original Beis Hamidish was, when the Beis Hamidish was built. It was Shleim HaMelech that led the entire celebration. So also the King Yeshua was leading the celebration. He's the one that's instructing what you do. It was the Kainim that brought the, the, uh, the Oren into the Kedush HaKadoshim. The Levim are going to be the ones to bring it in because it's, it's just a new installation of the Oren into its holy place. And that's why the Rambam ex- brings also the idea of the Oren Betumim that it was there but it didn't function its original way. It's similar because he's trying to bring out a similar situation to the Oren itself. The Oren is there but not where you can see it. It's there below the surface but it's still functioning as the Oren to complete the Beis Hamikdash in its most essential part of the Beis Hamikdash, which is the Oren. So also the Oren Betumim had a similar situation. It was there as a part of the garments of the Kayin Godel, even though it couldn't function in its capacity for prophecy, it wasn't functioning that way. In other words, he's bringing a similar situation. It's not just they both weren't in the Beis Hamikdash, second Beis Hamikdash, it's that they function in a, such a similar way, very similar circumstances. And understanding this brings out a certain uh, understanding of the eternal nature of the Beis Amigdash, even the first one, even though it doesn't seem that it was eternal because Shleim HaMelech already knew that it was going to be destroyed. Why was it destroyed? Because Shleim HaMelech knew, I am making it, I'm building it, I'm just a human being, nothing that a human being can build could ever be eternal. We need the third base of which Hashem is going to build. Only that one could be eternal. But in a sense, because the Oren was down, was below the surface, and it continued to be the Kedush HaKadoshim, so and that's what the second base of Midrash was built upon, so therefore it brings out that even the first base of Midrash was never really destroyed. The essence of it remained. And in fact, the second Beis Hamidosh was also never completely destroyed. The essence remains. And the third Beis Hamidosh will be built on top of that too because it's just one continuous building that keeps being rebuilt. Not three different buildings that were built at different times. In fact, the same idea exists for Tchiyas HaMesim too. It shouldn't be understood as Hashem will take every single person that had every Neshama which had a body and will make a new body for it when by Tchiyas HaMesim. That's not so at all. Really what it is, is that Hashem leaves intact one, the essence of the body, what's called the etzem luz. Uh, I like to think of it as a, a fragment of DNA, and it's that DNA which He rebuilds into the original body. It's the original body that comes from the etzem luz. So He's not giving you a new body, He's rebuilding your own body. It's interesting to note that while Shlom HaMelech was celebrating with the great celebration that happened that the Tanakh describes at the building of the Beis HaMikdash while all that was going on he was planning for the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash not just that he knew it in the back of his mind but he even built a part of the Beis HaMikdash to be part to have that 
So the whole celebration is going on. He's planning for the destruction. What does that mean? What that means is he knew that in order to have, to get to the eternal Beis Amikdash, his Beis Amikdash has to be set aside. His can't be eternal. So we have to, we're going to have, there will come a time when we have to remove his in order to be able to get to the next step, which will lead to the third step, which is the eternal Beis Amikdash, and that is the ultimate Beis Amikdash. And he knew all this, so the destruction is all part of the plan. It's part of the vast eternal plan to get to the real Beis Amikdash, which is the one that Hashem will build. And this also, the Rambam also alludes to this by using the three words about where the Aran is, uh, where that, how, where that uh, room is, he says, Matmani is hidden places, Amuk is very deep, and Amuk is, Amuk would mean deep, Amuk means doubly deep, and Akal Kalois, which means winding, not straight passages, but winding passages. What is he talking about? Why does he use this word, these words? He's telling us that in order to reach the godliness which can be found only in Matmanius, the very, very deeply hidden um, Amukah is the very deep levels of godliness which cannot be reached through ordinary Aveda. They're so uh, beyond us that they are completely hidden from us. How do we reach them? We reach them only through a calculus, which means a roundabout way of getting to them. Regular Aveda means to do mitzvahs. To, in order to get to these levels, one has to reach it through tshuva. There's only one way to reach it, which is first a person ends up doing something which is not the right thing, and therefore went off the right, the, the straight path, and has to make his way back. That is the roundabout way in which we can reach those deep levels of godliness, just like the Beis Hamikdash. In order to get to the ultimate Beis Hamikdash, we have to first push aside the ones that were imperfect in order to get to the perfect one. And this may this happen speedily in our days.